And hello, friends. Hello, welcome. Welcome to each and every one of you. The Eric Dane Show podcast, daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Uh, ridiculously late start. Just a little slow today. Feel good. Slept well. Did not actually wake up until uh, four kidney. Four kidney is translation for 4.30, which is every single 4.30 a.m. since kidney donation. That's the absolute maximum that I, uh, I, I can go without having to pee the bed. No matter what I do, it's been years since I slept through the night. I am a little baby. Well, it's been years. It's been two years. Nearly. Year and a half. Year and nine months. Eight months. I don't know. I need to... Uh, I remember when after the uh, after the, <laughs> the donation and, you know, it was even worse then. And so, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Is this the way it goes? Is this, I mean... I might not have given it away had I had I known. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't even like to. I don't even like to hang on to that joke for any amount of time. Of course, I would have done that. Um, and I just heard from Jeffrey yesterday. He always sends me these spectacular messages. That you know, he's ex- he's so incredibly grateful, or at least he's great at acting like he's grateful. No, he's really grateful. Um, Waking up grateful. Love you, brother. Just out of the blue Monday. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. It warms my heart every time I think about you. And here he is with his lovely bride. Looking healthy as a damn horse. Oh, my God. Uh, Standing in front of a giant sculpture of an elephant. And then here he is with his boys. Okay. Just... Awesome. My two are on the left. Love it so much, period. You look so incredibly healthy. Right after the surgery, I'm like, oh, God, I got to piss. Three in the morning, two in the morning, one in the morning. I'm back home. I call the nurse. I go, hey, so uh, this, I mean... What's up? I mean, is there uh she goes, well, we have some great advice for you. Okay. What is it? Uh, don't drink anything after 5 PM. I'm like, Oh fuck. I could have done. I knew that. That's it. I just got to cut it off earlier in the day, you know, mid afternoon, late afternoon. Jesus. So I never do. I'm always chugging water to like one second before I fall asleep. Whatever. Hey, it's okay. That is okay. What the hell is he doing up so early? He's already responded. 
Welcome in. Of course, this is the daily show that uh, where I discuss news. Whoops, where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Um, so I tried to leave the house yesterday, and I was actually stopped in my tracks because uh, Diana said she goes, "I I can't do it," and I'm like, "What? What?" She goes, "I cannot let you leave the house like that." And I had uh, an old T-shirt with holes in it. It said, best papa ever. Um, a pair of nice shorts. She's like, the shirt's a problem. It's too ratty. I go, well, let me just tell you this. Uh, on three floors of radio station, I there might be two actual people between those three floors outside of Bill and I doing the radio show on the huge show. And I go, and uh, I go, I, I don't even care. And she goes, no, nah, well, it isn't so much that too. It's uh, the rest. Now she's right. She's absolutely right. Dark blue socks, Navy blue socks with shorts. And Crocs is absolutely horrific. And I'm not going to lie to you. Um, there were by the side of the bed when I woke up this morning, the same socks. And I got the same hoodie on that I had yesterday too because it's a little chilly in here. I woke up, woke up this morning and uh, put them back on. And this is this is me. Look at that. What an absolute tragedy. Crocs, blue socks. Blue socks, Crocs, Eric. Damn it. That is miserable. You know you are officially in I don't give a fuck mode. If you wear blue socks, dark blue socks, with shorts, and a pair of Crocs. I know. I got to get her in here. She's going to be just. Hey, how are you? I was just talking about you. Yeah. Why? Oh, you sound so adorable, you know? Well, thank you. You're welcome. Why were you talking about me? You had to um, do an intervention on me yesterday. I did? It was a fashion intervention. Oh, yeah, I did. This is true. You wanted to leave your the house with blue wool winter socks, Crocs, shorts, and a T-shirt. Okay, I did relent, and I did uh, lose the socks and the Crocs. I actually put on shoes, a pair of sneakers. That was good. Yeah, yeah that, that and I and fun. I and I did change the shirt. It was I went to another T-shirt. 
Well, that, yeah. Not that anything was wrong with that T-shirt. It was just... Just old. Not, it was not appropriate to, for where you were going. That said, best papa ever. Yeah. It didn't say... Cute. It didn't say, fuck you. No, but it was kind of worn out and... Believe me, though. Yeah, yes, you're right. I'm glad I changed it, but it it at the radio station, it doesn't matter what you wear. There, true. There's no one there. <laughs> um, yeah. Am I understanding right that uh, we're gonna go to a a a concert on Friday? What is going on that that you wrote me into? Well, it's. I don't, I don't. I don't really know if you can consider it as a concert. It's just like a little. Well, it's like a you know how a like party in the park type thing. Wait a minute, you're saying party in the park? Yeah. So it's in a, is that like a park? Like a but it's gonna have some like this '80s band or '80s music or something. So uh, wait a minute. So, party in the park, 80s band, or 80s music. Yeah, I can't remember if it's a band or if it's just, I don't know. I'll have to get further details and get back to you. But it's going to be fun. It is? Yeah. It is. Okay. At first, I said it sounds horrible. <laughs> and And I only agreed to go because, you know, I don't want to... I don't want you to be everybody like, well, where's Eric? Where's Eric? So, you know, I'm not going for any other reason other than to avoid looking like an asshole. Yeah, because other people are bringing their, their, their significant others, husbands, boyfriends. Okay. Uh, I, I just, do you think there'll be any other normal husbands like me who think that it sucks and I can get together with them and we can talk yeah. about how much we hate our lives. Yeah. The one that you go to weddings with all the time and then leave a half hour after <clears throat> David. Yeah. Oh my God. We hate, we, I hate it when I'm leaving Jackie's wedding. The second I get there, <laughs> I'm not even going to walk her down the aisle. Oh my God. You're crazy. I'm really not. I'm really uh, uh, thinking that's going to be sad for me. I'm going to have a hard time with that. Well, I'm sure you will. Most dads do. But you'll you'll do great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You and you told me I got to go. I got a call and get fitted for a tuxedo or something. Yes, like soon. Why don't I just buy a tuxedo if it? No, you're not going to buy a tuxedo. It has to be a certain one anyway. At a certain color. Yeah, yeah. Kenny so. Kenny writes, your wife wants you to join her for something she thinks will be fun after 30 years of marriage still. Just go and smile. Yeah, he's right. Uh, Sam the Jew, who I already forget how to pronounce his daughter's name. Livia... Leviathan is only one, and I'm already dreading that day. La, <laughs> Lavia, Lavia, that's it. Lavia, which sounds like a new car made by Oldsmobile. The new Lavia from Oldsmobile. <laughs> yeah, well, you got three, three and a half months left. Lavia. 
Lavia, not Lavia. 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 Lavia is what's the emphasis like? Hold on, I'm talking to Sam here, Pooh. Lavia is it wait, is it Lavia or Lavia? Lavia. You gotta write it with lowercase and uppercase where the appropriate uh you know emphasis is, you dumb dick. <laughs> um where was I with you? We were talking about wedding stuff and Yeah. I think that I think that was it. I had to go get my walk in before it rains. What's up with the walking? What do you mean what's up with the walking? I gotta get exercise in. All right, I like that. You know that you know. There's a hot new power couple in the Zan- yeah, well, I'm sorry, in the Eric Zane Show podcast listener audience. Yeah, you know how I'm talking about, don't you? A power couple. Yeah, there's a power couple. Uh, no. Kenny, Kenny, and this. Well, I don't even think they're official, but they're like sniffing each other out and trying to figure out, you know, what's going down. Kenny and this uh, and this sweet lady Teresa. Oh, good. That'd so be fun. we got to come up with a name between them because you know how you like got uh, maybe like Benifer back in the day or, uh, you know, when you combine the couple's names. Oh, it's still Benifer because they just got married. No, that's not true at all. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez just got married. Oh, I thought uh, it was uh, Ben Affleck and uh, what's what's the Garner chick? That's Jennifer too, but in back in the day when when they were when Ben and Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were first together before they broke up, it was, that was the Benifer. Well, what was first, Affleck and Lopez or Affleck and Garner? Affleck and Lopez, they were engaged, and then they broke off the engagement, and then Affleck married Jennifer Garner, and then they got divorced, and now she, he's married to Jennifer Lopez. That's going to end horribly, by the way. Well, I'm sure it is. She can't stay with one guy to save her life. She's a she's a mess. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah I, and then he knows what's going to happen to him because he's got the thirst and he's going to, it's going to be a disaster. There, Everybody's going to be dead. Oh, no. Okay. I'll think of a name. Uh, Someone Kenny said Tereni. Teresa yeah. and Kenny to give us Tereni. Or Kenaressa, Kenaresa. Hmm. I'll think about it. All right. Okay. All right. Both those suck. Go. They sound like shit. All yeah. right. Okay. I love you. All right. Okay. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Garner, man. What a. She's just absolutely perfect. Kenny writes. <laughs> hey mate, I don't I don't care what you call us. I just like the us factor. Period. We all do, Kenny. You deserve that. And honestly, if you're a sweet lady, like the lady, like Teresa, who wouldn't want to be in the presence of the world's only human squishmallow. Love that. I love the human squishmallow. 
I'm just going to start to call you Squish. Can I call you Squish or Squishy? Uh, instead of Kenny, Squishy. <laughs> hey, man, come on, Squish for titties. <laughs> oh, shit, fucking me. Um, dear Meathead happens. I, I should have talked about this earlier. In 34 minutes. And I'm a little lean on the questions. All right. So it, it stands to reason. There's only like five people listening right now. Uh, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead, that would be uh, fantastic. Chris says Squishy or Squish is a perfect pet name. Now remember, Kenny, I know you're going to try to get like ripped. But, uh, you know, she likes you because you're Squish. If you fuck that up and suddenly become rock hard, she's going to leave your ass. Can't have that. Uh, once again, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. On the Shoreliners striping inbox, stripe the parking lot with Shoreliners striping. The show happens each and every day in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. All right. For the folks that are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I must say goodbye to you, but I will leave you with this. The show goes in its entirety each and every day on Twitch. I think I fucked that up. I'm saying goodbye to you on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and keeping it on Twitch. Uh, what you do is you go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. And then you hit the follow button. Then you'll know when I go live. It's that simple. If you want, you can also subscribe, which gets you past all of the ads that drop in out of nowhere uh, during the live stream. You can subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account. Um. And if you don't have one, if you feel like it, you can throw five bucks at it. Totally up to you. Otherwise, it's totally free. And if you ever want to hear the Eric Zane Show podcast audio, download the audio for free wherever you download shows. Just search me out and you'll find it or go to my website, ericzaneshow.com, and it's all right there. T-shirts available on the website. Patreon available, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You want to sign up for that for even more podcasting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And have a great day or go over to Twitch and get the rest of the show. All right. Uh, another good day yesterday, uh, hanging out with Bill, uh, doing the radio show. Uh, while I was there, a dad of an NFL player came in. I remember the guy's name. Some kid plays for the Atlanta Falcons. Starting his second year right now. He grew up in the area. Went to Catholic Central. His dad uh, is in there talking about uh, life in the NFL. and uh, But then... When the mics go off, this dad has a lot to say about his son playing at Michigan. 
So much so that I'm like, what the fuck? Let's talk about that on the air. And this guy's like, oh, fuck no, I'm not saying shit. I'm like, come on. And I'm like, my God. If this guy spoke at length, even just a fraction of what he talked about off the air, on the air, everybody's minds would be blown. And it was like two different shows. He turns uh, on the air. The guy's like, you know, he's talking about boring shit and stuff like that. You turn off the mics and then he's like, so anyway, where was I? I'm like, oh, you fucker. Put that shit on the air. So much so that I think the guy could write a book. Oh. Linda says, tell us. No. I don't, I can't. I can't. It would, Bill would, he'd find out and it would be all over, man. I do not, I cannot, I cannot do it. But it was, I mean, it takes a lot to get me like, what? But it's absurd. One day, okay, just put, as I say, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Okay. After Harbaugh gets fired, Tyler says Patreon. Maybe. All right. Chris says maize and blue bald. <laughs> Thank you. All right. But it was it was incredible. I don't even know who the fucking guy was. Some gigantic dude who's an offensive lineman. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right. Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver fame is not yet dead. But for a period of time yesterday, we all thought Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver was dead. Here's some images of Tony that you can see. If you're listening to the audio podcast, just know all all we see is various shots of uh, the guy who played uh, uh, Wally on Leave it to Beaver. This is uh, Beaver's older brother. How about this one? In this picture with his shirt off. This is right before some dude Hollywood bigwig 
put his finger in his butt when this picture was taken right here. I mean, why else would this even be a thing? How horrible is this? I would hate to be around the handful of minutes after this picture right here was taken. And just the idea that some creepy fuck was like, hey, Tony, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, lose the shirt, you know, for all your fans. This is, this is gross to me. He's got a, you know, he's probably like a 15 year old kid in this picture. I mean, this is just, this is disgusting. This is Hollywood at its finest. Uh, have a young man take off his shirt. Ugh, God, how gross is that? Nice little publicity picture of the boys. Uh, Jerry Mathers stereotypical uh this, this the family the cleavers epitomized the nuclear family in that era show was a big hit for years uh poor tony dow you know honestly tony dow he's uh he's still alive as of this second but the way this this unfolded was um they woke up and they said hey uh tony's dead and then uh, it, the 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 word went out Tony Dow has in fact died. And then somehow, uh, the next thing you see is Tony's not dead. Who did this happen with recently? Um, a couple years ago, there was someone who had the same exact thing happened. Someone famous wife died. And I, I, how, how can this be? This is the type of thing that publicists, live for now Dow had been in hospice care so whoever is representing him and honestly there was really no reason to represent the guy because outside of leave it to beaver this man this poor man had no career it is the epitome of typecast okay in Hollywood if you go and you uh, have a role that's as um iconic as that was and then you try to get a job in hollywood and you just can't do it because everybody sees wally cleaver you know um the only thing you can do is retire for like 50 years and go into any other industry and then when you're 60 or something you can kind of get back into the game or, or get plastic surgery or something. Uh, anyone who was on that show, they had no career ever. Maybe Barbara Billingsley, she speaks jive, but that's about it. Um, in this story, well, hold on a second. Let me, let me take a look at Tony, poor Tony's career, who um, he was one of the first people to say out loud, hey, I'm clinically depressed. But back then, no one gave a shit. So uh, in, in whatever year it was, it was decades ago, Tony Dow said, hey, I'm suffering from clinical depression. Everybody said, yeah, fuck you. You know, nowadays, if you even look a little sad, um, you know, an ambulance shows up, uh, a medevac helicopter lands if you've got the blues, and then they rush you off a code red emergency. Back then, 
Tony Dow says, hey, everybody, I'm, uh, I, I played uh, Wally on Leave it to Beaver, and I'm clinically depressed. Everybody said, yeah, eat shit. That, that was the prescription. Here, take this pile of shit and eat it. That's what you get for being depressed. And that's what they would do to you back when uh, he, he came out as being clinically depressed. He did it in the 1990s. Uh, he subsequently starred in self-help videos chronicling this battle, including the seldom-watched 1998 Beating the Blues So, you know, he's trying to like turn it around and give back to people who are depressed and he makes a stupid movie that no one cares about. It's very, very sad. And this is a guy who all he wanted to do was be an actor. And I'm, you know, you look at the long list of things that he was in and it's all shit. He started out with a bang at age 12 on Leave it to Beaver for 234 episodes. From 1957 to 1963, you know, and outside of the moment where, you know, he has to take his shirt off and some guy like Harvey Weinstein puts his finger in his butt. Uh, he was loving life. Oh my God. I'm a Hollywood star. So for six years from age 12 to 18. He was Wally Cleaver. Cole writes, 1975, quote, I'm clinically depressed. You're fired. After that historic run on Leave it to Beaver, they immediately put him on some show no one's heard of called The 11th Hour in 1963, playing the part of Bob Quincy. Just one episode. So I'm seeing a long list of uh, TV series from back in the day. One episode. One episode. He appeared on Dr. Kildare in 1963 for one episode. And right away, everyone's like, well, this sucks. Uh... You know, this show's about murder and rape, and we've got Wally Cleaver on there. It's it's ridiculous. This continued into 1964. One episode of The Greatest Show on Earth. One episode of My Three Sons. Then, he's thinking, oh man, I got it. I'm turning it around. He was on a show called Mr. Novak for five episodes. Then, for 153 episodes in 1965, 153 episodes in 1965, my God, here we live in a day and age now when if we get 10 episodes for a season, that's a big deal. This show, Never Too Young, which sounds like something really sinister, gross, and uh, uh, pedophilic in nature, he was in 153 episodes of this No Doubt snuff series called Never Too Young. After a long series of molesting, he then took some time off. And then his big triumphant return 
to the show Adam 12 for one episode in 1970, the year I was born. One episode of Love American Style in 71. On to the Mod Squad for one episode in 1971. Still not really catching fire and getting more and more depressed by the day is Tony Dow at just 24 years old because he's like, oh, geez, dad, all I want to do is be a star and everybody keeps casting me and firing me. You know, it's bad when in 1975 you're on General Hospital and it just says in your wiki, unknown episodes. It was a 1977's Kentucky Fried movie, which, you know, that's not good for the old brain because he's just doing cameos. Bill Bixby, George Lazenby, Tony Dow are are in Kentucky Fried movie, which was sketch comedy. Tries turning it around for one episode of the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, but no luck. No luck. The 80s come. Square pegs, two episode, nothing. Quincy, one episode, 83, nothing. He was on Knight Rider for an episode, for fuck's sake. So Knight Rider and Wally Cleaver. Poor Tony Dow, getting more and more depressed by the day. Murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote, one episode. The new Mike Hammer, one episode. Just about the time that he's shaking the typecast of playing Wally Cleaver. Some uh, asshole who wants to torture him approached him to be on a show called The New Leave It to Beaver. I am not even kidding. And this fucking thing was on for like four or five seasons. And I do not remember this. There you go. There's the cast of the new Leave it to Beaver. I wish I could zoom in. Okay. I see Tony Dow there. This is a chick who he married their kid. No doubt. It looks like. Beaver here has a son, but did he marry Eddie Haskell? So a lot of boys here. And then Barbara Billingsley, the guy who played Hugh Beaumont, he had already croaked at this point. Poor Tony Dow. So now he's even more depressed. He's like, this is bullshit. By the way, Daisy came in here and opened the door. If you're freaking out, what? why that door opened? All right. But nobody cares about poor Tony Dow. Oh, no. The synopsis of uh, the new Leave it to Beaver. The series began with an 83 reunion television movie called Still the Beaver. Blah, 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 blah. Spinoff bullshit series focused on Wally and his younger brother, Theodore, as adults with families of their own. Beaver's divorced and living with his mom. Oh, God. The widowed June Cleaver, along with his two sons, Kip and Oliver. 
Wally lives next door with his wife, Mary Ellen, his daughter, Kelly, and later his son, Kevin. Hugh Beaumont, who played Ward, is dead. Actually, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, other series regulars, Eddie Haskell, Ken Osmond, he's dead. He died in 2020. Yeah, there's no real plot description. You know, it's all just bullshit, just stupid 80s problems going on. What a crock of shit that thing is. And it went on for like five years. So poor Tony Dow. He then, um, he was in Charles in Charge for one episode. Freddy's Nightmares, or Freddy's Nightmares, and Nightmare on Elm Street, the series for two episodes. And then, you know, uh, he's on Diagnosis Murder, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, The event, Adventures of Captain Zoom in Outer Space, just stupid shit like that. And then, all right, I'm finally putting it behind me again. Oh, no, Dickie Roberts, former child star. Basically bringing back his character. I never saw it. I don't know. This this was a sad career. And, um, and now it's so sad that he's about to die. And some dick who's working publicity for him announces he's dead and he's not dead. I will never understand how this happens. So Dick's out today for Tony Dow. After sharing a statement on his verified Facebook account Tuesday morning that Tony Dow, an actor and director best known, oh, we don't even need to say it, had died. Now Dow's management team has removed the statement. Someone needs to get fired immediately over that. According to Judy Tversky, a longtime friend of Tony's, he was alive as of 3.30 yesterday when she spoke to Dow's wife, Lauren Dow. Lauren Dow told Tversky he's still breathing and receiving hospice care. They're keeping the man comfortable, for fuck's sake. He's an American treasure. Dow was unclear what the fuck happened with the statement from her husband's management team earlier in the day. Tversky told CNN, I bet she had a red ass. Like, how the fuck can that happen? In a January interview with CBS Sunday Morning, Tony Dow recalled learning over a hamburger and a malt that he was offered the part after auditioning on a whim. There went my life, he said. Yeah, Tony, as soon as you finish that burger and malt, you're going to have a finger in your butt, and then you're going to be Wally Cleaver. I used to love that show. Wally bullying Beaver was fantastic. He would always, he loved his brother, but he was kind of fucking rude to him. And, uh, but then if things got a little bit too real, he would stick up for his brother. And that is the epitome of my brother, Jim. That's one of the reasons why I love that show. And then that cocksucker, Eddie Haskell. What a fucking dick. Jesus. In fact, if you look, 
this is this is uh, uh, Ken Osmond right here, who, holy shit, he did not grow up a handsome devil. This is from the new Leave It to Beaver, whatever it was, the the the, the second one, and I, I like how in the show they uh, uh on the new one that came out in the eighties, they fucking dressed actual beaver up as a shithead with the stupid baseball hat and make him try to look like a kid. The whole thing's a creepy, creepy fucking thing. Poor Tony Dow. Haskell would show up, be a total dick to uh, Beaver, and I just love that show. Eddie Haskell, asshole of the day for sure, is a nomination early on that bit. And yeah, maybe that'll stick. It's sad to be famous at 12 years old or something, and then you grow up and become a real person and nothing's happened to you, he told CBS. Isn't that, that's just what we were talking about. Now, I hadn't read this article ahead of time. I just assume by looking at the poor guy's uh, body of work, uh, uh, superstardom, a whole career of shit and depression. And there it is right there. It's sad to be famous at 12. And then you grow up and become a real person and nothing's happened to you. Oh, that's bullshit, man. You shouldn't have felt that way. A lot happening. People love you. Uh, he experienced undiagnosed depression from 20 to 40. And and that's why, you know, you know, especially back then, when you make a young person a star like that, and, you know, there's no, nobody gives a shit about you. They, you're just a payday. And that's what happens. That's why... Uh, nowadays, if a young person becomes a star, hopefully there's things in place, you know, uh, hopefully when I, when I mean by that is, uh, not parents that are fucking idiots who will protect you. In 1993, he was on honorary speaker at a convention for the national depressive and manic depressive association. So in 1993, that means he was at a podium speaking and there was like four people there, not even paying attention. No one gave a shit. Nowadays, if you speak like for that same thing, it's as big as like the Rose Bowl. It's it's just wall to wall people all saying, yes, we're depressed and we're going to kill ourselves. And that's what you do. Everybody dies. It's incredible. It's the wave of the future to be depressed. Everyone's depressed. Everyone knows it. Everybody gets together, hugs and loves, madly depressed. Uh, and in love, and that's it. No one does anything. All they do is look at each other and bitch about it, and then that's it. Everyone is depressed. They go get medicine. Some jump off buildings or bridges, and then that's it. So the OG depressed guy is so depressed, they can't even get his demise right. Motherfucker. As of this minute, he's still alive, Unless if during my the time of this, all this bullshit that I'm saying that he has died. Hang on. Stacy, no. Licking her paws. Can't handle it. I realize there's a perceived irony about this. He told the Baltimore Sun of his depression in 1993. You know, the fact that I was in a TV program that epitomized the supposed ideal word of the 50s, and here I am suffering from depression, but I'm just one of millions. Yeah, everybody knows that now. If you you if you had been, you're way before your time. You're a legend. 
Uh, Dow told CBS he once accepted his diagnosis and began treatment. He found hope. He channeled that hope into art, too, sculpting ornate pieces at his home studio. I think people should take the leap of faith that they can feel better, he said. So that's good. He continued to work in Hollywood, taking parts in TV series and even reprising his role in the new Leave it to Beaver. Uh, That no doubt didn't help. He also directed episodes of series like Harry and the Hendersons, Coach, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So some of you nerd Star Trek maniacs might already know that. Well, vigil for the world-famous Tony Dow. Hold on. Daisy, do you mind? Is there any way you could stop that, please? Hey! I got to give up. Six minutes away from Dear Meathead. There's a lot of sadness in the show today, either on the free podcast or the Patreon. I mean... Like, I'm looking at my story rundowns. It's just one thing after another of horrible news. I mean, there was nothing funny about what I just said. Dear Meathead in moments. Eric at ericzanecho.com. On the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Subject line, Dear Meathead. Until that time, know that the Patreon happens a little bit later on today. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane if you want to sign up for more podcasting. The idea behind that was if you like the free one, sign up for the Patreon. I put even more work and time into that one, uh, giving you 15 plus hours of content each and every week to on top of what I do on this and the free podcast. Uh, that gives you a lot of time to listen. So if you're the in the type of uh, day that, hey, I need something to listen to, for God's sake, uh, reach out to my friends uh, or go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I honestly can't take it with Daisy today. And I need, she needs to leave. Hello. Hey, I need help. Oh, what? wait a minute. You're out walking, aren't you? Yeah. Ah, damn it. Daisy is ridiculous. She's licking the carpet. She's licking her paws. She's licking the chair. Now she's licking Bruce. Oh, no. And that's going to get him aroused, and it's going to be ugly. Oh, boy. You better kick her out. Okay, thanks. Hey, did you hear about Wally Cleaver? Wally Cleaver? Yeah. No. You know, you know, Tony Dow. Yeah. Well, earlier yesterday they said he's dead. And then it was one of those deals where they said, oh, no, no, he's not. What the? But I think he is going to die. What, what, is he sick? I'm not sure what his deal is. I think he's only huh? like in his early, like 72, 73 years old. He's not that old. What the heck? Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. Oh. Uh, in, in, All right. Enjoy the rest of the walk. Thanks. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to Dumpster Divers. 
Kyle will be with us tomorrow. Been a lot of people like, where's Kyle? Long vacation is over. He will be joining us. Uh, If you need a dumpster and you are in West Michigan, go to the website, dumpsterdiversllc.com, and you can order one right online. Different sizes, different price points. The beauty of the dumpster divers dumpsters is that they price them with a lower weight limit. You go to whatever dumpsters are us or whoever the hell they are. You're going to pay more for that dumpster. And the dumpster divers dumpsters, believe it or not, are actually better dumpsters. Why? Well, these are high walled dumpsters. They don't cover as much space in your driveway when you're throwing your shit out or doing your junk removal because they're taller. Same amount of space. And just a hell of a lot better looking and easier to maneuver inside of your driveway. So you can still park and shit like that. Anyway, they also do junk removal and things like that and demolition work. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. You can also text or call 616-375-9962. And if you see them driving through the area, uh, cut them off on a zipper merge and honk the horn and give them the finger. Thank you to Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance, buyinsurancehere.com, 616-914-4070. So, all right, specifically, if you don't have insurance, you know, like your employer, here's the deal. If you are offered insurance by your employer, you can't just go and say, no, I don't want it. I want to go to healthcare.gov. It doesn't work that way. You got to take your employer insurance. But- if you're like self-employed or you're out of a job or your employer does not offer insurance, healthcare.gov is for you. But taking care of that that form and making sure that you uh, take the right, uh, hit the right things and check all the boxes correctly can be a little bit of a stressful scenario. I did it wrong in year one and I, I could not go to my regular doctor. It's because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Frank does, Frank Fuss, and he'll do it for you. And it doesn't cost you anything for his time or services. It's free. He gets paid by the insurance companies. I suggest you call Frank Fuss at 616-914-4070 today and schedule an appointment either by Zoom, phone, in person. He'll come to your house. doesn't matter. Buyinsurancehere.com is the website. We've got racing this weekend at Berlin. At least we better. I'll be giving away tickets. That's a reminder for myself. Uh, BerlinRaceway.com. Yes, in fact, July 30th, brought to you by Bay to Bay Building Concepts. MustSeeRacing.com series is in the four cylinders. Berlin Raceway Mini Wedge. And the Sportsman Series. 12 bucks a pop for the racing July 30th. That's Saturday, 6.30 p.m., if you buy online, tickets are $12. BerlinRaceway.com. There is that this is the most affordable thing you can do in West Michigan. I'm telling you, your money goes a long way at Berlin Raceway. Your kids, 15 and under, are free. The parking is free. So this is incredible. You can bring a cooler, 12 by 18 and smaller, with all your snacks and soft drinks. 
Do not bring any glass. That's awesome. They got a they got a terrific concession set up. And if you buy a beer, uh, not typical to venues, it's just five bucks a beer. Okay, the the only way you can get beer cheaper is by going to Meyer. If you go to any other venue to watch a sporting event, you're going to pay twelve to fourteen dollars a beer. Not at Berlin Raceway. There's uh, a band playing under the grandstand. They got a little bar setup area. It's really, really spectacular. The atmosphere and fun of racing at Berlin Raceway. Online at berlinraceway.com. All right, hang on. It's time to bring dad in for Baldwin Ace Hardware, Dear Meathead. With the question of the day from JM Synthetics. Hello. Good morning. Greetings and salutations to Eric Zane's show. <laughs> Hi, Dad. That 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 sounded fantastic. Hey, <laughs> I don't know why I was sitting here thinking about things. <laughs> How you doing, honey? Oh, never better, never better. What's going on in your world? Oh, nothing. Cause uh, our house is colder than a butter, and I don't. Even, I, I, I I'm, I'm cold. <laughs> The house is cold. It's like it's like a hundred degrees every day. No, it's really cold in here. Are you sure? Are you sure? Maybe maybe you need a blanket, Dad. Hey, I would like that. I got a blanket right alongside of me, but I don't use them. Well, how are we not using it? No, I don't want to do that. I got short pants on. You know, and uh, legs are cold, and I don't know. God. I need to get drunk this morning, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't think you. I don't think you're going to get drunk. But my, you know, it's funny. You sound miserable. I'm not miserable. I just don't understand why am I so cold. Okay. Well, yeah. I I I think the key is that blanket. Once you get to that blanket. Oh, I know that'll do it. <laughs> but then again, I can't talk. <laughs> Wait, what? You mean the blanket makes it so you can't talk? Yeah, make me uh, not want to talk. Well, you're not putting the blanket in your mouth. I know my body gets cold. I got you. So you get cold, and then you put the blanket on you, and then you're so comfortable you won't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Okay. Gotcha. Hey, I like your analogy. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's uh. I'm I'm kind of piecing it together as we go. I want to tell you something. It's a really mysterious thing. Uh, I'm sleeping and, I'm, and gradually we're waking up. You know, and guess who I was thinking about? Who? Aram. Aram? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. He is. Uh, he actually has a question for us at some at some point. Well, no, really. I start thinking, well, what a nice guy he is, you know. Oh yeah, he, you, and him are like a uh, are like a couple of buddies. 
Well, I, I really appreciate him. He's a nice man. But uh, just to think about him, that's unusual because yeah. it really is just, I don't know. Well, Can't make out what's going on. Well, he's kind of a regular each week, and, and he's a huge fan of you. I mean, if he ever and his lovely better half, Joanna, came up to Michigan because he lives in Tennessee, uh, I could introduce you to him. Can you imagine that? That would be great. That would be great. Uh, you know, what's interesting about Aram, uh, one of his parents is Indian, like the country of India. And the other one of his parents is Armenian. No way. Yeah. So he's an Indian Armenian. Holy cow. Wow. I'm an Armenian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Maybe that's why you love him so much. I don't know. It, it, it just interests me quite a bit. So what? I always wish him well. I always have him in my thoughts once in a while, you know. That is wonderful. Well, Dad, in fact, let's start with a question from him, okay? How does that sound? Sounds like a winner. Aram writes, what would you, what would be the first thing you would think of if a guy told you he is a legend in the industry he works in? He's, he's, uh, Aram thinks that sounds arrogant and he wants to know what you think about it. And if we should put him on the Island because he sounds so arrogant. I mean, he just comes right up and tells them about his success. Yeah. I mean, like Aram's just sitting there minding his own business. And this guy comes in and says, Hey, uh, I am the best in my industry. I want you to know that like something really bold like that. Well, yeah, no, I, the only thing I would say to him, bully for you. Bully for you, which is... Bully for you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, who cares, you know? Yeah, I mean, arrogance doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, I, I would get up and walk away. Leave that guy alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Like, kind of like he, an exodus. Yeah, what, what he needs is he needs a lot of uh, praises and all this, so... If you don't feel like uh, to do that, yeah. Way, oh wow, that's fantastic! Wow, yeah, yeah. When, whenever you get I around, get away from him. Yeah, get away from that guy who talks about himself like that. So that that brings something to my mind. It's just that if you have a really successful life and all that, and we meet and we're talking about, I do not want to hear from you that you are such a successful person. He should let me. Yeah. Decide that's what, what, without him telling me about it. Right. That, hey, he's a successful guy. You know, I, you know good things. Uh, Aram says, uh, should we put guys like that, arrogant guys, on the island? No, no. The island is totally for criminals. Okay. So, though that is a little uh, rude. Yeah, that, he's going too far. He really want to punish the guy. Yeah. No, hey, you know, it's just the way it is. Some people have got the arrogance about them, and they want the world to know about it. Well, they brag about it, you know. Gotcha. Okay, excellent. Uh, Jack in New Hampshire writes, Dear Meathead, over the weekend, I was at a party at my neighbor's. My neighbor started telling me that one of his clients thought it would be funny to make sexual references about his daughter to him. 
to my amazement, my buddy just shrugged it off and didn't do much of anything to keep it from happening again. His daughter found out about it and thought that her father's client was creepy. How should my neighbor have handled this? Thanks, Meathead. Signed, Jack in New Hampshire. Are you following all that? I am quite a bit of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to explain something to you that, that what I understood. Yeah. No, I think you, you ought to repeat that. Okay. So, um, a guy, um, one of his clients said something creepy about the guy's daughter. Really, really like out of bounds. And the guy did not like smack him on the nose. He, he like let it happen. And then the daughter found out about it and was upset. She didn't like that at all and thought that that was a horrible thing, creepy thing to say about her. And, you know, he wants to know, should the guy have handled it differently when he found out that the client was saying something nasty about his own daughter? I think the client should have opened up his mouth and said, do you realize you're talking about my daughter? Yeah, the, and I don't appreciate you at all. And if this is something that you think or you feel like it, you can go to hell. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. I, I would not want to. I do not want to appreciate that thing. That, that conversation. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds rough to me. Uh, that that's totally the the idiot that spoke like that. I'm actually going to call him an idiot. Is an idiot. That's a triple idiot. That's a that's a triple idiot, you say. Idiot. Okay. Oh no, my god, I don't blame that poor daughter. Very good. Moving on, Randall writes, Dear Meathead, I'm going to start my own business soon. Is there any advice you have about how to treat difficult or rude customers? Please embellish. Well, that that really is sad to begin with. Uh, if you see something, anybody that is rude, to retaliate him, it, it makes no sense to for you to express your feelings about it. Uh, to get upset in, at that point, it's all right to get upset, but you know what? The the best thing is to tell him. Do you realize that you're insulting my family member or my daughter or well, whoever that is? Well, he's talking about a customer. I, I, he, yeah, you he, know, he's, and he, then you tell him, I really don't appreciate people like you to be hanging around me. Well, so get the hell away from me. Well, again, this is uh, this is the this is a little bit different. He says, I'm I'm starting my own business. If I have a customer who's rude, what do I do? Because you know, a lot of times people say the customer is always right. You know, but let's say he's at the cash register and the customer's being rude to him. How should he handle that? No, my mind, a uh, uh, very natural thing that I've, in fact, I've done it. I just tell him, I let him go, and blah, 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 blah. And then I said, well, do you feel any better? And get away from him. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't bring yourself to his level by distorting your own personality. Yeah, you see, I, I, I'm kind of cut from a different cloth. I mean, I, I, I know that that sounds good in theory, but I tend to just 
uh, fight fire with fire. Is that what? What do you think about that, Dad? No, that goes nowhere except bad situations. So, if someone's rude to you, if you attack them, that is bad. If someone attacking like that picked up on a subject uh, about my wife, for instance. Right. Yeah. Well, if someone said something terrible to you, do you something, just uh, yeah? Do you just smile and say, "Oh, okay, thanks"? No, I do not smile about it. I simply would say, "Do you feel any better?" Okay. Uh, yes or no? Now get the hell away from me. But he was starting a business. Around. Was a I don't care. The one losing one business is not going to break your new business. Okay, so uh, just kind of let it slide and. Uh, and then, Don't slide. Let them know. Hey, let, what the hell? Okay. Thanks for your nastiness. Goodbye. I'm with you. Uh, Brian, I don't need them. Brian writes, Dear Meathead, I work for a company called Dippin' Dots. I've heard of them. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting this wrong. This is from Stu. I work for a company called Dippin' Dots. I hate my boss and coworkers. My coworkers are all lazy, and my boss tell me tells me just to do what the other workers do who are lazy. It makes me upset. I rant a lot about it, but I don't know what to do as I have a hard time working at other places. What should I do? Thanks, Stu McAllister. Well, now, first of all, Stu, do you really need that job? Yeah, that's, that's a, good, a question. good question. That's a good question. I mean, let, let him analyze himself. Realize, do you need that job? If you need that job, you got to eat the tip and dots. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. If you don't need the job, say um, thank you. Goodbye. Okay. I think he needs the job, though. Well, then you have. Hey. When you tell somebody, I say, you know, I didn't like what you said and all that. And all. If, if let's say that I uh, insult somebody with, you know, or laziness or whatever. If you don't appreciate it and you don't want to hear about it, then quit the job. Gotcha. But if you need the job, you don't think you can get any other job. You have no choice but to tolerate it. That's right. Yeah, just grin and bear it. Let it go. Don't grin. Don't walk away. Let him be lazy. Let him be lazy. Uh, Sarah adds to the conversation with suck it up, buttercup, or find a new job. Those are your options. Right. Well, all right. That's going harsh again. You know, the guy, you know, but that, that's a good, good analogy right there. All right. Um, yeah. Nathan writes, dear meathead, have you ever had major surgery? Oh, have I ever? Yes, yes, I've had. Yeah, you have a zip line to the hospital. She says that's my wife's analogy. That's funny. Hell yeah. Um, yes, I have. Yeah, now, if they want to hear about it, well, I don't know. I remember the uh, the 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 most recent big one was the uh, the uh, heart issue. Uh, I had something else worse than that. Uh, wasn't the was the most recent one the heart? No. Oh, I don't uh, remember well, that so many. Uh, well, whatever happened. Well, yeah. I broke my back. That's right. That was. Uh, but I don't know if they operated on you. 
Yeah. No, oh, they, yeah. they did. They did. They did operate. I have nails and oh. bolts in the back of my oh, body. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, because you're right. You were like Humpty Dumpty. They had to put you back together. Yes. Okay, yeah, that, that was a big one. And then your fingers go flying off all the time. Yeah, I got one of them is uh, about an inch shorter than the other I one. I know it. I know it. Doesn't the one still kind of grow a fingernail a little bit? Yeah, they grow crooked. Yeah, sepsis. And I've had sepsis. Oh, that was rough. That almost killed you, Dad. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, um, all right. So that's all there. Uh, thank God nothing really major lately. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. No, I'm really good. Okay, uh, one more question. Nathan also writes, Dear Meathead, have you ever wanted to be a business owner? Mm, I have thought about it, but not really. What do you think you would have done, Dad? Like, uh, what, what type of industry would you have been running a business in? Like uh, picture frame making? Oh, uh, my God. No, I don't know. I really couldn't think about it. Okay. Um, I wrote down some notes, Dad. I think the big takeaway here is a new term that people can say, uh, triple idiot. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. I tell you, you brought up a lot of good points today. And I'm, I'm just thinking that hopefully that, that I really did not embellish anything to tell you no. some good, strong answers. No, you always do. And uh, in fact, I have one more question that just came in from the multi-talented Brandis. Brandis writes, uh, Dear Mita, do you know how to get rid of centipedes and pill bugs from my basement? The basement is waterproof but unfinished, and I cannot figure out how to keep the bugs out. I think maybe my wife can help me with that. Sure. Can you, Joanne? Well, I'll put mulch around your house to draw centipedes. I know that. What is it called? If you put mulch around your house to draw centipedes. If you, according to her, if you put uh, mulch around your yeah. uh, you know what? building, you it, know what? it draws okay, so maybe a centipede. So you don't want to you want to avoid that. Okay. I wonder how they're getting in, though. Well, you got to start uh, walking around that building, taking a good look at it. Yeah, maybe a flashlight and seeing them pop their little heads out. <laughs> I, I really like your analogies. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure that out. You got to figure where they're coming in. Okay, so go hey, with... Buddy, how are you doing? There you go, Brandis. Go with the mulch uh, and, and, and see see where that gets you. All yeah. right. Um, okay, what does the rest of the day hold for you two lovebirds? Hanging out, maybe go outside, rake a little leaves. It's gonna be, it's not gonna be long, Dad, before those leaves start falling, and that's a big, big uh, time of the year for you. I'll tell you, yeah, this is a pain in the neck talking about leaves. I got this uh, one really beautiful tree right, right at the house that I, I go around throughout the day about three times, four times, pick up odds and ends leaves. It really is making me sick. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you hate that. Now, most people just don't even pay attention to them, but you're picking them up. Oh, no, 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 no. That yard is so clean. Not the yard, but the sitting area. Oh, yeah, I know it. You're picking them up one at a time. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a new weed whacker. Did you get a new lawnmower? 
Okay, gotcha. All right. But, uh, I really did mess up the $250 machine there. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, $500 oh, machine. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. Hey, you guys are the best. Dad, I love you. Joanne, I love you. And I want you to have a great rest of your day, okay? All right, and I'm hoping that I'm going to see you guys pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, by, for sure. We we need to do that. Okay. Okay. Say hello to your family. Tell them we love them. And... Uh, Say hello to all of my audience. Yes. Wonderful people. They love you, Dad. Okay, thank you. And I love you. Okay, call somebody a triple idiot today. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. We don't do that. Okay, thanks, Dad. Goodbye. See you, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's a triple idiot guy. So uh, they cut the lawn. There's like a riding lawnmower they have. But then in the, uh, the, the tight spots, you got to use the, the push mower. And so Ding Dong um, took gas and poured it into the, where the oil goes. I guess it screwed everything up. Pretty much shot the mower. Uh, but I guess he's got a weed. He doesn't even need the damn thing. I guess the weed eater is going to do the job now. Uh, dear Meathead. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware with the question of the day from Stu McAllister slash Brian about Dippin' Dots. Brought to you by JM Synthetics. Thank you for participating. Brandis says, I got it. Thanks. I don't know if that is going to work. She does have a tendency. Um, to get things right, it's like with that you think won't work, and then it does work. Uh, Chris says, "Big killer brand wisdom from TSC Tractor Supply Company kills everything." Oh, it's supposed to be bug killer brand wisdom from Tractor Supply. Good luck. Thanks again for participating on Dear Meathead. Love that. Love you. Mean it. Okay. Uh, there's a lot more coming up, but I got to pee. But before I do, uh, my friends at Van Dyke Mortgage invite you to reach out to them. Uh, get some money out of your home. Pay off the credit card debt because, um, honestly, if you've got five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in credit debt, uh, today the Fed is raising the uh, rate. It you know This is all going to impact how much you pay a month. And every little bit helps. Um, so get the money out of your home, pay off the credit card. And I mean, because paying on whatever you get as a loan out of your home is going to be a hell of a lot less than what you're paying to the credit card company. So that's saving you money. Uh, either way, you got to pay it unless you're going to pay the bill off all at once somehow, which is nobody can do that for God's sake. Get the money out of your home and pay it off and call Mario to get the money. 231-332-6505. For the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, NMLS number 3035. And good, uh, any any listener in any part of the country with the exception of Alaska, Maine, Hawaii, and uh, South Carolina. Thank you to Van Dyke Mortgage. Rick from TC Paintball, uh, he is uh, inviting you to reach out to him and go play paintball, dropping in during the week. Today, Wednesdays, 
That is uh, Ladies Day and Youth Day or Little League at TC Paintball. And you can schedule a party Saturdays at TC Paintball. Well, you can schedule a party anytime, but uh, you, you do want to book ahead of time for Saturdays because they're packed. Business is booming at TC Paintball. Two outdoor paintball fields, the village, and airball, right? Airball, airplay, air, I don't know. TCPaintballGR.com. It's been so long since we had a paintball party. We need to do that again. Uh, the idea was floated about um, the Eric Zane uh, hatred paintball event. We will get, okay, I won't see them, but you can, they'll whisk you in the back if you're a uh, anti-Eric Zaneite. If you are, well, the the Zaniacs, when I say the Zaniacs, I mean that that pocket, that, though, the undesirables, as they're known as, those crazy people will get them together and then they are all armed to the teeth, each with two paintball guns. And I will be on the opposite end with no equipment and nude and no gun. And I have to avoid them. I am considering that, but each of you maniacs has to pay a thousand dollars each. So that whole tribe of kooks can be there in their own little miserable world. And you each have to pay a thousand dollars to shoot me. Okay. All money goes to me. If you're interested, reach out to Rick and I'm sure he will. Rick probably will be shooting me too, but the idea was floated. And so that is going to happen. Uh, you must pay a thousand dollars in order to do that. I think that that will be fun. Uh, radio voice. Linda says you could do a paintball gauntlet like Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny says, come on, man. It's a joke. Lighten up. Lighten up, little fella. Can we listeners also pay to join? You can pay to watch. You have to actually sign a waiver that you hate me. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not a triple idiot and you cannot participate. Tyler says Deniacs versus Zaniacs. Well, the Zaniac term is obsolete, if you ask me. So, I don't know. You can get uh, Deniacs on one side, and then uh, fans of the show, uh, Eric Zane Show podcast listeners on the other, and we could have a war. Uh, but we would use, uh, Tyler says Deniacs versus normal people. Yes. But we would have real guns. That's how we can do this. It's a joke. Shut up. Sign a waiver that they hate you. What the hell does that mean? I'm not sure. All right. That's okay. That's okay. It's just a, just a gag. Kenny says, I still disagree with getting uh, rid of Zaniac terminology. I actually left that open. Uh, I talked with someone who wants to build a new fan page. And uh, the person who's thinking about it said, uh, what do you think about the term Zaniac? And uh, I want to make sure I get this right. 
Uh, Zaniac cannot be anywhere in the title. And I wrote, correct. And then I said, but then again, maybe we could pull that off. I don't know. Let me see what you got, and I'll think about it. So I, I don't know. I, I got such a bad taste in my mouth over that over that term. Fucking PTSD every time I hear it. All right. Anyway, where the fuck was I? Uh, thank you to the Kent County Health Department. I'm doing an interview with Bree today from the Health Department about um, immunizations, back-to-school immunizations with the Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. That's where you go. Once you're there, accesskent.com slash health. Click on immunizations, everything you need to know about back to school, everything you need to know about if you're traveling abroad, the immunizations that you have to have, depending on what asshole country that you are going to. Accesskent.com slash health. Thank you. Hang on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be back in just a bit. I got more show, more things to talk about, including Hank Williams Jr. Oh, this is this is horrible. Uh, he's very, very sad. His lovely wife has, has died suddenly. It was fucking terrible. Uh, all right, so you guys stay right there. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball sends this along. I haven't played show intros in forever, but he wants this to be a thing. Can't get enough of Eric Zane? Give it time. You will. But in the meantime, enjoy the campy stories, the beat-ups, and the incorrect opinions. This is Rick from TC Paintball, and let me introduce your host, Eric Zane. Not bad. I wish he'd said, and now, here's the star of the show, Eric Zane. But it'll do. Uh, I, I know for a fact, everyone listening is going to love that. No one is going to send me fuck i hate that no one is going to refer to him as a triple idiot after hearing that i can promise you i see he's right there he's actually listening as we speak welcome rick i hope you're doing well i see radio voice linda is there and she just texted and says, oh, my God, um, I'm actually moist after hearing that. That's what she wrote. Incredible. All right. Sad story to report. Hank Williams Jr. Uh, is a widow. His uh, lovely wife died. She was only like in her mid fifties. Hank is like Hank Jr. is like in his uh, early seventies. Uh, she, he married her when he was in his, I think he was in his fifties, and she was like twenty eight or twenty nine. She was just a knockout, 
and um, she was in the in a hospital in Florida, and she was having uh, her breast pla- uh, breast implants removed, and was getting some liposuction at a hospital in Florida, and then it went haywire, and Hank Jr.'s wife, uh, uh, Mary. Mary Jane is her name has passed. It's horrible. Um, like I said, been married for quite some time. Uh, Hank Jr. An absolute legend. Uh, here they are, uh, at his uh, country music hall of fame induction. You know, that's the iconic look of Hank Jr. More on that. Look, there's a reason why that look exists with the beard and the sunglasses and the hat. Very rarely do you see him uh, without that. And in fact, this picture right here, everything you see in this picture of him with no cowboy hat on is fake. And there's a reason for that. But here is lovely late wife, Mary Jane. I mean, those are large boobs. I would describe those as gazongas or bazonkas or uh, boulders. I mean, those are those are heaving large boobs, and she is a knockout. That is a beautiful, beautiful woman right there. May she rest in peace. Here they are uh, early on in their in their marriage, and then um, here she is here with these gigantic boobs. I mean, they're just huge. And I, I'm just shocked at the at the wanting to get rid of them. Maybe like it was making her back sore or something like that. She had uh, the implants. Uh, I can't tell if these are if these are implants. They're really good implants because they're not up high. If you want, okay. When it comes to boobs, if they're if they're defying gravity and look ridiculous, that's horrible. I'm not much of a boob guy to begin with. But you want it to look natural. And as you age, they're supposed to fall. So you want uh, those titties to just drop. If I get to be 70 and Diana is in her 70s and her boobs are way high, I'm going to be like, we got to hit those down or something. Can I punch them into place? Uh, because it just it, they, when you get old, I have an expectation of old lady titties. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want young lady titties. I want old lady titties when I get old. Okay. Now we're in that like middle zone of not old, not young, kind of like mid range tits. Uh, hers, those are perfect because she's, you know, older in that picture than from when she was in these young ones. And I think they look awesome. Okay. Okay. So why anybody would want to take them out is beyond me. I think that was a, I mean, look at, look at her. Uh, It's kind of a grainy photo. There you go. She is just beautiful. There's the daughter. Mary Jane Thomas has passed. Uh, So Hank's bomb, man. Uh, There will be no rowdy friends coming over or any of that shit. It's worth repeating. Hank Williams Jr. is superhuman. 
I'm not even kidding. In 1975, he uh, went on a hike in Montana. Uh, it was like a, up one of the mountains. Okay. And he's walking along and, uh, it was Ajax peak is the name of it in Montana. It's like 10,000 feet up and there was a uh, field of snow though. It's August. I've actually been there. There's plenty of snow up there and, uh, you can, it can be like warm temperatures, but the uh, glacial ice is still there. And then, uh, so he decides to walk across a glacial snowfield. This is a horrible decision on Hank Williams, Jr.'s Hank Williams, Jr.'s, uh, part. And, and you, you, you don't want to do that ever because you don't know what actually is underneath it. It could be cavernous or it could be solid ground. In this case, it was cavernous. He attempted to cross and the snow underneath gave way. And he fell 50 stories, 500 feet down this mountain. Now, it wasn't just free fall and just hit the ground. But it was really terrible because... There was a scene in the Simpsons when Homer falls down the Grand Canyon. It was like that. And his face is leading the way. I am not even kidding you. What happened to Hank is horrible. His face struck boulders on the way down, fracturing his skull in a number of places. His nose, teeth, and jaw were broken in several pieces. His eye came out and was hanging by the, the meat, the nerve. It was dangling like, you know, a fucking compass on your rear view mirror. And a fracture in his skull had even left exposed brain sticking out through the hole in his forehead. In his autobiography, Living Proof, the Hank Williams story, Hank recalled the horrifying aftermath. These are his words. I put my hands up to feel my nose. It wasn't there. My teeth and jaw parts fell out into my hand. Oh, fuck. I raised my hand to my forehead and where my forehead should be there's something soft and squishy. That was my brain. End of quote. It's like Kenny, except it's instead of squishmallow, it's brain. So he's like, oh, fuck my head. Oh, oh, it, it's just my brain. What? Pal Dick Willie, that's the guy's name was able to run back up the mountain and find a park ranger who would radio for help. How did he live? So he's laying there, his eyes hanging out, his brain's right there, his teeth, jaw, 
right, rowdy friends coming over. He's like, come on, you got to get me back home, man. All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Uh, the damage was extensive. William spent over seven hours in surgery just to get him stable. Some of you may never have heard this story. It's all true, though. Believe it or not, the first two people that came to see Hank in the hospital were the Cashes. Johnny and June. His, his godmother's June Carter Cash, so he walks in. He's like, oh, hey, Johnny, what the fuck is going on? When I fell, there were only two people I saw when I woke up in the hospital, and that was Johnny and June. June put a cross on me and told me it was going to be okay. I never knew if I would sing again or not, talk again or not, let alone think about what I was going to look like. It was a scary time. This is a hell of a recovery. According to the Tennessee and Audrey Williams, Hank Jr.'s mom flew up to Montana to attend to her son's needs. It's just a miracle the boy is living, but he's young and he's tough. He's, uh, what's that one song? Um, uh, Country Boy Can't Survive. That's a great song. I love that song. That's like a song that you listen to when, at, when you're installing your flagpole into the bed of your truck to insert a Confederate flag and then a let's go Brandon flag and fuck you. I voted for Trump flag. You listen to country folks can't survive. The mom died right after that. Hank had to endure nine more surgeries to repair the damage to his head and face plates, skin grafts, the whole deal. To cover the scars and permanent disfiguration, Hank grew out his beard, started wearing sunglasses and a cowboy hat, and Hank Williams Jr.'s signature look was born. He has to be thankful that this happened to him because of that. I've had dreams about it. I should have died. The doctor said he had worked on plenty of boys in Vietnam, and to be frank, they look good compared to me. And the rest is history. Many doctors uh, doctors thought I might never sing again, and then I went on to release another 20-something albums, win countless awards, and forever enshrine myself among, amongst the country music legends. That sounds kind of arrogant. Wow. Uh, well, you know, this is, I think, an absolute, absolutely iconic story. To fall off a mountain, break your face, uh, break your fall with your face, live, be put together again like Humpty Dumpty, and then uh, one day you meet Mary Jane Thomas, an absolute stone cold knockout, and despite your fucked up face, she married you, and now may she rest in peace. That is terribly sad. Uh, they're saying accidental passing. A representative for the plastic surgery company, who no doubt will be sued, uh, said uh, 58-year-old Mary Jane Thomas died. Uh, and, you know, this. what's interesting about this is the story is just coming out now. But this happened back in March. 
And uh, that was, uh, they were married in 1990. She was his third wife. Incredible. I don't know why it's taken so long. Maybe because there's a lawsuit involved for this story to uh, percolate and, and, and uh, appear. But um, my God. So Hank was probably like, honey, don't, don't remove the titties. I don't want you to do it. I love them. I mean, and who wouldn't? We all saw how spectacular that they looked. So he was probably bummed out that that was happening. So talk about uh, uh, bad news, bad news, bad news, the most bad news. Bad news, she's removing those beautiful boobs. More bad news, she's dead. May she rest in peace. There will be no rowdy friends coming over tonight. But there's probably going to be a rowdy lawsuit as well as there should be. Kenny writes, titty removal should not be a thing. Yes, you should sign a waiver. It says you you have to keep them in no matter what. Lost in the ridiculousness of that story is that Dick Willie had to run and get help for Hank Williams Jr., who's laying at the bottom of a mountain with his eye hanging out. Um, okay. Don't forget about A and E heating and cooling. 616-516-8579. Love my pal, Joe Martinez. He might be in the audience right now. Enjoying the show. If you are, there you are. I see you. If you have any scheduled maintenance that is needed on your AC or your furnace setup, this is who you call. 616-516-8579-A. And E heating and cooling, uh, AE heating, cooling.net online. I've got a, uh, flooring installation company. That would be uh Bennett flooring installation. 616-318-0167. If you're in West Michigan and you need somebody to install the flooring, that's who you call. Johnson carpet. One floor and home is where you buy the flooring. That's where we buy ours. That's where you should buy yours. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet, to be more specific, along Chicago Drive in beautiful Granville, Michigan. Right behind Little Caesars. You can't miss it. Uh, It's already remarkably lower for all the major brands and the best-selling products because they buy so much of it. You add my name into the mix, you're going to add 10% off. Just remember, the first place you stop is Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. If they don't have what you're looking for, go to the main store and they will help you. That's just down the road. Thank you to Kent. Drop the E out of you for being uh, a longtime supporter of the show. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Hang on. They keep finding shit in the bottom of Lake Mead. This is that reservoir that pretty much uh, all the uh, deep Southwest uh, gets their water from there. 40 million people rely on water from the dammed up Colorado River and its two largest reservoirs, Lake Mead and Lake Powell. Such a drought uh, that the uh, Lake 
the lake levels are so incredibly low that shit's getting discovered. And, um, you know, most people agree that climate change fueled mega drought is what this is. And can I just say that if I'm around you and you say you don't believe in climate change, you're going to make me want to throw up in my mouth. I wish you were right, but you're not. And you're just ignorant. Okay. One million percent ignorant. We're all going to die. If not us, maybe our kids, more than likely our grandkids are going to experience a horrible way of living. It's coming. It's over. Let's burn more coal because nothing's changing. Look at what they're uh, finding in Lake Mead. This fucking boat is stuck in the mud, sticking straight up. And now they've found another body. Oh, my God. So however long it was ago that, you know, they would fucking kill people. They just throw them. They throw them in the lake, which is weird that this is the water that people drink. I realize that they process it, but I don't know. Something about consuming water that's uh, uh, filtered through a rotting corpse seems a little fucked up to me. I don't give a shit what they do to it. I think it's bad enough that we have open reservoirs of fresh water that the birds and everything shitting in that people have to drink. I know they clean it still. It's just, I can't wrap my mind around it. That's the way of the world. It's like that everywhere. But now there's dead bodies in it. I mean, if you're going to drink water, what would you rather have the water um, be in contact with? A rotting man or shit? That's a tough one. I think I'm going to take shit. Like if they said, all right, you can have one reservoir full of shit and one reservoir full of dead bodies. Both will wind up clean, but you have to choose. Do you want shit lake or rotting man lake? I think nine out of 10 times I'm going with shit lake. Lake Mead is both of them. Chris says you're drinking Lake Michigan water. There's plenty of corpses in there. This is true. Something I don't like to think about. Another set of human re- human remains was found Lake Mead Monday as the re- reservoir's water levels continue to recede. Park rangers responded to a report of human remains found in the park's swim beach area. So are you telling me there's still an area where people are like, all right, uh, pack up the buckets and the blankets and the umbrella and the picnic basket. Let's head to the beach knowing that at any one moment you could be uh, swimming and like a dick is floating by you. 
a, a, a dick rises to the surface of the water. I'm not going in that lake. I think in general, we need to get away from just swimming in, uh, other than in chlorinated pools, swimming in lakes. You could encounter random dicks swimming in oceans, random dicks and eaten by a shark. Um, so, and not to mention, uh, uh freshwater lakes, if they're warm enough, you could get that, uh, uh, weird ass thing that goes up your nose and eat your brain, that brain eating parasite or whatever the fuck it is. They found the body, human remains, the park swim beach area in Boulder city, Nevada, 4 30 PM yesterday. Park rangers are on the scene. They have set a perimeter to recover the remains. You know, they're just using a skimmer. You know, one of those things you use to get the leaves out of your fucking pool. Or it's just so waterlogged that they go to grab the shoulder and it just, it just comes right off. It's like, ah, fucking shit. That's so traumatic. What a terrible. And the guy who's getting it out of the water, he's making like, you know, 11 bucks an hour. This is at least the third body found in Lake Mead. The country's largest reservoir has receded to unprecedented levels. That's the one. Isn't it the Hoover Dam that makes Lake Mead? I think I'm right on that. The first body discovered on May 1 was found in a barrel. Likely a murder victim who died from a gunshot wound sometime in the mid-70s, early 80s. Oh, yeah, that... That just reeks of um, the film Casino right there. Based on clothing and footwear the victim was found with. So, you know, they got a three-piece suit on, uh, 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 fucking those old stupid uh, dress shoes with, like, the tassels. All fucked up. Another set of remains was found on May 7th. The receding waters also have exposed previously sunken boats, like we saw. Including a World War II era landing craft last month. What was that doing in there? As of late as of Tuesday, Lake Mead's water level was 1,040 feet and about 174 feet less than its level in 2000 when it was last considered full. So in 22 years, it's lost 174 feet of water. My God. Okay. Did you see how St. Louis is flooded? Did you see that deal? I mean, that thing hit with the force of a hammer being powered by climate change. Absolutely ridiculous amount of rain fueled by warm air which is where we are right now. We're so dead. I am team climate change right now. None of you can convince me otherwise. Shame on you if you try to, frankly. The lake's low water level exposed one of the reservoir's original water intake valves in April for the first time. The valve had been in service since 1971, but it can no longer draw water. The agency is responsible. The Southern Nevada Water Authority, the agency is responsible for managing water resources for 2.2 million people in Southern Nevada, including Las Vegas. The lake has drained dramatically over the last 15 years. 
it's likely we will find more bodies that have been dumped in Lake Mead as the water level drops more. Wow. So, you know, at the, when it, the, the last, like, thousand gallons of water is there, it's going to be like a fucking bowl of Fruit Loops of dicks and heads. That's all it is. It's going to be a gigantic... If you were to look at it from Google Earth, all you'd see is limbs and dicks rotted beyond belief and and then so bad that the buzzards won't even go... If the buzzards fly over it, they're going to die from the fumes of rotting dick. That's how bad this is going to be. And uh, they should have a camera on it, a, a webcam of just where they know the low point of the water is. So you suddenly get to that point and, and it's going to increase. I mean... Uh, you know, that's a thousand and forty feet right now. I imagine by the end of next year, it'll be down to like two feet. Just and all you'll see is dicks, arms, legs, and heads rotting, falling apart in uh, a handful of feet of water. My God, this is gross. Terrible. All right. Yes, Hoover Dam confirmed. Brandis was just there on vacation, no doubt, on a tree-hugging trip. Hugging sequoias and other weirdo shit. Sarah says, more than hot. It's just gross. Michigan rarely has temps like this in the past. I remember going to Missouri as a kid, seeing lightning bugs. Now we have lightning bugs in Michigan. That's right. We're all going to die. All going to die. You know? It's a little sad. Okay. Thank you to my friends at Bosco's Pub. You want to stop there for lunch? Right on the receipt. You heard it on the Eric Zane Show podcast. It goes a long way. Thank you, Bosco's Pub. Online at boscospub.com. They are part of Terra Square. It's little, like, shops in uh, fake downtown Hudsonville. Uh, go there and try out the burgers. The burgers are the absolute best. I swear by the Luigi burger. The olive burger is fantastic. It's the only two I've had. It's going to take me years to get to a point where I've tried them all because I like the ones I've had so much. Okay. That I keep wanting to go back and have them again and again. It's a game changer. If you're going to spend the 10, 12 bucks you spend on a lunch, uh, do it at Bosco's pub in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Irvine's.com, that's E-R-Vines, E-R-Vines. And you need any scheduled maintenance on your vehicle. When you go there for whatever problem you have to get taken care of, you're going to get the full treatment. And they're also going to tell you all of the things that you could also take care of. And they give you like a priority. This has to be taken care of. Or you can call and just talk to Bruce. and He'll tell you, well, Honestly, if you don't get this taken care of, you're going to be back here anyway. You need to get this taken care of. Make a decision. Um, they're going to send you a list on the email of all the things wrong with the car. Approve, approve, don't approve, don't approve, don't approve. Fix it. That gives them the approval. They're off and working on it. Boom. You're done. Uh, call them back up. Pay your money. Go pick up the car. Great. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Servicing all makes and models of domestic European and Asian vehicles. The only exception being our friends at Volkswagen. Nobody wants those around anyway. 
Okay, we got comedy this weekend starting tomorrow at Full House Comedy. The venues are all over West Michigan. All the details at fullhousecomedy.com. On today's Patreon. Uh, there's a reason why you're supposed to duck when you get off of a helicopter. There's a new woman who likes to have sex with children. The last time we talked about a woman, a woman having sex with children. Uh, it was this lady. Savannah Daisley. As soon as we talked about her, everybody, all the guys said she's not guilty. She's 45 years old. She had sex with a 14-year-old kid. We have another woman having sex with a child. We will break that down. Different story. We have another woman doing this. Younger boy uh, happened in the happened in the great state of Ohio. We'll break that down. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Today's asshole of the day. All right. I know who it is. If you have any suggestions, you're free to, uh, free to make them. Yesterday it was uh, anyone who's handling a service dog. It just sounds so stupid. Okay. Today's asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics is Tony Dow's publicist for announcing that Tony Dow, one of the saddest careers in Hollywood, and it's so fucked up that they can't even announce his death appropriately. What a crock of shit. Poor Tony Dow. Watch, he's going to make a full recovery and there's going to be a great opportunity for a TV show and they're going to say, we want you to play Wally again. He's like, oh God, I've been trying to get away from that. Jesus, what are you doing? All right. That's going to do it. That is my time. Thank you for being part of this one. Till next time, you have a great one, folks. Bye-bye.